Hello and welcome to Kabam Mavs. I'm your host, Jesse Matarazzo, and today we're going to talk about Tyler Bay from University of Colorado and Nate Hinton from the University of Houston, the two-way guys ready to rebound and hustle and defend their tails off for the Texas Legends and Dallas Mavericks. Let's jump right into it. Tyler Bay is a 6'7", 218-pound a wing out of Colorado. He is from Las Vegas, went to Las Vegas High School. He is, well, how do I describe Tyler Bay? He's like if you had Sean Marion and uh, he played in the NBA today, they'd probably not let him take those mid-range shots, really, and he would be reduced to a three-point role and be a 3 and D guy. Uh, that's Tyler Bay. Um, he's a 40% three-point shooter on one attempted game. So we don't really know where he is as a shooter right now. He's probably got to develop that a little bit. But defensively, wow, this dude can defend the footwork, the hands. uh, The hands especially. This guy can get steals and blocks like crazy. He has like a 7-1 wingspan. And the dude can jump out of the gym. Broke Zion's record for vertical. So the guy is super athletic. The guy has good footwork. He's probably one of the best perimeter defenders in the country coming out coming out into the draft, and he's uh, also a very, very good rebounder, averaging nine rebounds a game. The dude can get boards. He has really good timing and instincts on that end. Uh, on the offensive end and the defensive end, getting rebounds. And on the defensive end, he's just he's got great instincts. He's got really good footwork. He knows when to you know put his hands out and get steals and blocks. The dude is just a nuisance. When you watch, watch his tape, uh, he gets all these blocks and steals, and you realize, wow, this is all against the same teams. And then you just go through, and it's like, wow, he just did this with everyone he played. Now he's a three-year um, wing from Colorado, so he's got quite a bit of experience. He's a little bit older than the other guys, and he's on a two-way deal. So he's going to play uh, in the G League most likely, unless his shot just comes on firing when he gets opportunities. Um, but... I do think uh, that he will crack the Mavs rotation at some point during the year. During training camp, he talked at length about just getting um, his IQ up on on the defensive end, which he is a pretty high IQ player. He's uh, basically James Johnson, who he calls JJ, which is really confusing, um, said that James Johnson took him under his wing and he's learning a lot from him and really... That's what I expect um, a high-end um, ceiling for Bay is a James Johnson type of player. Really good defender. Uh, if he gets his strength up, probably not going to be going undefeated in MMA. But, but as far as the defensive end goes, he'll be able to defend, get rebounds. He really needs to work on his passing and his strength and size because he's not really going to be defending fours and fives yet until he gets his size up. And once he gets his shot ready, um, if he can get to about 225, 230, and uh, maybe even not that much, 225 would be fine as long as his strength was was good. I think that's enough for him to start to crack the rotation in that bigger wing uh, situation. Because really, we only have one player that's that type. And that's Dorian Finney-Smith. Now, James Johnson is very similar too, but I think he's got the strength and size where he's going to be 
primarily playing four. So if we want a more lengthy three, we really only got uh, DFS to play that role. But man, did we get so many good defenders in this offseason with Richardson and Bay and Green and Hinton, who we're going to talk about in a second. But uh, all these guys have really good motors, really good footwork, um, you know, disrupts passing lanes, ha- have good length and and just tenacious defenders. And then as well, getting James Johnson, who's just a vet that's going to uh, be able to lead all these guys and show them the ropes on how to get better um, with the rookies. I, I think Richardson has his down his uh, assignments down. He knows what he's ready to do. He, he's ready to go to battle uh, with James Johnson, probably in the starting lineup if uh, we really think about it. I think the starting lineup is going to be Luca Richardson, uh, THJ, James Johnson, and then maybe Powell or, or uh, Maxi, depending on Powell's health. So I think that, you know, it's not KP and we may take a little bit of a hit, but I think, you know, especially if they start Maxi, I think we'll have a really good defensive team uh, as long as we're not playing the, uh, you know, I wouldn't, I wouldn't maybe start that lineup against the Lakers because I think we need a little bit more size against AD, maybe putting Willie Cauley-Stein in there. But uh, I think that that could be our lineup in a lot of situations. But So let's dive a little bit deeper into Tyler Bay's career at Colorado. He's at Colorado for uh, three years. And last year, this, ju- this last year, he averaged 13-9 and nine, uh, with a steal and a half and a block and a half. Great production. The year before that is pretty much the same, uh, except he had a little bit more rebounds. So I'm not sure if he really progressed and hit the next level, but I do think his defense did improve from last year or the year before to this year. Um, his footwork, his decision-making was better. His shot was better. I think the added a lot to his game. He is the brother of Sadiq Bay. And while I think Sadiq Bey is more ready for the NBA, I think Tyler Bay has a better upside defensively. So I'm not mad at them skipping on Sadiq for Josh Green. Um, so they do have similar size and length. Sadiq is a bit bulkier, has a bit more size on him. He's a little thicker, you know, uh, but they're about the same height. Uh, Sadiq's a bit taller and Sadiq's a better shooter. I mean, he... he He's, you know, 45% shooter, so um, he's more ready now. But I do think Tyler has the potential, and he has got more athleticism than Sadiq, and he's got just better footwork, and he's just a better defender all around. So he was the Pac-12 Defensive Player of the Year, Tyler Bay was, and he's uh, probably one of the best perimeter defenders in the league. Now... Averaging a block and a half and a steal and a half a game is nothing to, uh, you know, scoff at, especially at 6'7", being such a good rebounder. His rebounding percentage is through the roof, and he, he's just, he, he will win rebounds for you, especially clutch rebounds, and he will get putbacks. He's really good, in, uh, he's really good at getting offensive rebounds and clutch rebounds. He's just got really good instincts on when to jump and not jumping too early, being patient, waiting for the ball, and then being able to predict where the ball is going to go. Uh, He's just got really good rebounding instincts. Um, His defense is is just, he 
he's just uses his length so well. If he gets a, if someone gets a step on him, he's able to have really good hand placement and uh, cause turnovers by blocking or stealing the ball. Um, he's able to recover really quickly and close out in space. Um, he's just really good all around on that end. I, I do think that he, within a year or so of understanding the system, he's going to be a problem defensively. I think he can really change games on the defensive end. His shot, he shot you know 40% um, from three off one attempt. He's going to need work on there, and I think he that's the reason why he's going to sign a two-way because he's going to need time to develop his shot and to you know get used to the the NBA uh distance for the three point line. So I think that the best thing for him is to stay in the G League for most of the season and you know we're so deep especially with James Johnson being there that really plays that role of what we want Bay to be eventually. I think with Bay there uh, they can, you know, he he said that he's taking him under his wing a little bit. Hopefully that he can mentor him a bit and make sure that he's, you know, on the right path and looking at the right things and getting good in, in the right situations. But I think that the biggest thing for him is refining that shot so he can come and play with the first team because, uh, you know, <laughs> his skill set, he's not going to be able to create offense for himself really. And the only way he's going to help his case on the offensive end is on rim running putbacks and in three-point shooting if he can do that and utilize his his uh athleticism then he's going to be in really good shape so where i see tyler bay's floor is probably dorian finney smith um a couple years in the league like the year before last where he was good defender but he had an inconsistent shot and we didn't know uh which one we were going to see each day um, has good size and defensive ability, but can he put it all together? That's kind of where his floor is, I think, right now. I think Bay, coming right out of the gate, has a little bit better athleticism and a little bit better uh, defensive ability, but we'll have to see where the shot goes. Now, where I see his ceiling is somewhere in between a James Johnson, a really serviceable role player in the league that can defend in certain situations and do enough offensively to keep him on the floor, sometimes even in the starting lineup. And a real, real big ceiling for him is like a Sean Marion without the mid-range game and just running and jumping all over the floor and defending like crazy and rebounding like crazy. Uh, He has the motor, he's got the IQ, and he's got the athleticism and defensive ability to really wreak havoc and if he gets the opportunity and gets confidence in his shot and just his abilities in general, uh, if his confidence can match his motor, I think that he's going to be a very good player in the league and a, a really uh, important role player. Uh, will he start every game in his career? Probably not, but I think he can carve out a, a good 10 to 12 year career in this league just by playing defense, hitting wide open shots getting rebounds, and just hustling. So if he makes it out of the G League makes and his shot is consistent and he can consistently shoot um, over 35% and limited attempts at some point, I think he will break the rotation, maybe not on this team, but on some team. And 
watch out because I think we're really going to get a treat watching the Legends this year because I think he's about to ball out for the Legends and really prove why he should have been a first-round pick. You know, he's picked with the 36th pick in the draft. Uh, we got him on the Seth Curry trade. Um, what a trade that was. If uh, Bates pans out, that's an amazing trade for the Mavericks. But um, the biggest thing for me is that shot. Can he keep that shot consistent? We saw this issue with Antonius Cleveland, Cleveland, a really athletic, good defender, but he just couldn't get that shot consistent. Um, will we see this, this situation again? Do we have another situation where it's Nate Hinton and Tyler Bay and just like Reeves and, and Cleveland, can they put it all together to crack the rotation? I don't know, but I think I have a little bit higher uh, hopes for Bay just because of that pedigree and his ability to uh, hit open shots in college. Um, he made about 13 on 30 attempts and um, seemed very confident shooting, has a good shooting motion, doesn't have any sort of hitches or anything like that, looks fluid. He, his release is higher than his brother's. Um, he, he, everything looks sound up there, and his feet placement and everything on that, on that side, uh, he looks good on that end too. The shot looks sound, and Carlisle in training camp uh, was working with him on a shot and getting his elbows in the correct position and everything like that. And hopefully all that stuff's going to come together. He, did make a, he didn't make a leap stats-wise at Colorado, but there was a lot of big uh, pro- progress things that he did um, in Colorado that really changed his game. And you can see it when you watch his tape. Uh, he doesn't make as many def- uh, doesn't make as many mistakes defensively. There's the biggest knock I have on him defensively is he tries to front his man too much when he's obviously oversized, uh, going against the um, Isaiah Stewart's of the world and things like that, where he's got bigger players on him. He tries to front them too much and tries to get the steal instead of holding his position um, and staying behind his man and trying to defend that way. And it's just because he doesn't have enough strength to do that. Um, I think he played really well against Obi Toppin when he played them. Uh, He was able to defend him really well and score on him quite a few times. I know scoring on Obi Toppin is probably not going to be the hardest thing to do in the world, but the way he defended him, I really thought that that was, that showed that he can defend high level players and good players in the NBA. So I think if we threw him into the fire, worst case, worst, everybody gets COVID, he's got to play. I think he's going to be able to at least defend. Is he going to be able to shoot? I don't know. I guess time will tell on that end. Um, And, you know, I do think that he will get some opportunities just because we're a little lighter in that power forward spot. Um, And is he ready to play power forward yet? No, he needs to gain about 10 uh, 12 pounds. Maybe you can talk to Tyrell Terry and figure out how to gain that much weight in such a quick amount of time. He needs to gain some strength and some weight. But once he does um, and gets his shot going, he's going to be ready to to uh, roll with the big boys in the NBA. So I got I got faith in him. But don't be surprised if he's probably playing on the Legends all season long just because um, he... He won't be able to get a shot going. And we just we have a deep team, guys. We're rolling 16 deep right now. 
on the regular roster, and we got to cut somebody, and it may be J.J. Barea. So, um, you know, shout out to Wes Uwandu or J.J. We'll see who who makes it there, but um, have faith in have faith in Bay. It's going to take some time, but I think it's really going to pay off. And after the break, we're going to talk about Nate Hinton. All right, guys, listen. I know that I stand for and fall in love with every single two-way guy that comes across the Mavs roster, but just hear me out. Rest in peace, Reeves Hive, but Nate Hinton, oh my God, Hinton Hive, this dude is an absolute monster. He's a 6'5", I know I'm saying monster and saying 6'5", but hear me out. He's a 6'5", 210-pound wing guard, you know, type player, but the dude gets rebounds like crazy. Mr. Steal Yo Rebound, this guy is going to come in, jump over five people, and steal a rebound from a big man. This dude is insane. The embodiment of energy, uh, I haven't seen a player with his much intensity and energy since, uh, you know, Eddie Energy himself, Eddie Nahara. Uh, This dude will throw himself all over the court, swim on the floor, everything diving for rebounds and loose balls and everything else. The dude is just an absolute maniac on the court. And oh my God, but he's not just a rebounder trapped in a trapped in a wings body. This dude can pass a little bit. He can shoot pretty well. 38% from uh, three on a decent amount of attempts, really good in catch and shoot, real good catch and shoot player, uh, really good at getting himself space after the pass creating space in the corner, he's pretty much dead eye in the corner. So what he'll do is he'll come off screens, pass it to the guy, manipulate the defender, and quickly move away into the corner creating space and be able to hit those threes, man. And he is just dead on when he's doing it. His form is great. The guy is really going to project to be a 3 and D type player with a huge motor. Motor for days, nonstop motor. This dude is on a V12. Um, I, I, I don't even know. Like straight up diesel, you're not turning that thing off. It's just going to keep running. I don't even really have a comp for him because, you know, you know I'd say Eddie Nahara, but he's got a way better shot than Nahara. He's way more, you know, refined of a skill set. He was in Houston for two years, but he came out. And yes, he went undrafted, but he easily could have been in the late second. I think the thing that knocked him back was his amount of competition and just his usage wasn't very high. But he was the heart and soul of that team. And he's going to end up being, uh, if he if he works out, he's going to end up being a really high-end role player. Another part of his uh, game is he's a great defender. He stays with his man. He really annoys his man, plays passing lanes really well, has really good footwork. Uh, he really doesn't have many... Um, you know, weaknesses on the defense, the defensive end. He stays with his guy. He's got the strength. He's got the uh, just annoyance to just pester def- de- uh, offensive players and get to the ball and create steals. Really good at uh, anticipating passes and breaking up passing lanes. But the, you know, and I know that we heard that with Reeves and all that stuff. I get that. Um, but the thing that he brings is the amount of rebounding, the amount of energy, and another thing is he's just got a way better shot than Josh Reeves. So I think that he's more likely to make it into the NBA. 
Um, another one of his strengths is he can actually stop and, and shoot a pull-up. He can, he can shoot a pull-up. He's, he's got enough ball handling skills to create a shot there. So there is a ceiling there. If he can refine that skill, I think he can also be a nice little ISO player off screens and things like that eventually into the NBA. It's something to look at. Um, I would like him to just stay more of a 3 and D motor guy. But I think he's got a little bit more to uh, to show. He's got a little bit more in the arsenal than than just a traditional three and D. So I think that is going to help in certain situations. He's got a nice little floater game. He's really good finishing at the rim. Um, uh, he's got a lot of skill moves going close to the basket, and he's got the quickness. I mean, there there's a lot of great things to say about Nate Hinton. Uh, mostly anyone that t- talks to you from uh, Houston uh, Cougars basketball will tell you that he's the heart and soul of the Cougars team, and he's just the, the embodiment of a hard worker that uh, will will a team to win games. If you put him on a bench and we are losing and you throw him in the lineup, um, he's going to change the game somehow. He may turn around uh, you know, a shooting slump. He may turn around a, a run on for the other team. He will make plays and make changes in the whole attitude of the team. So I'd really like him to be able to be a bench player on this team. If we needed a bench off the wing and we ended up making a trade and maybe a Dorian Finney-Smith uh, was gone or when um, you know Richardson, if he decides not to come back or Tim Hardaway decides not to come back in a year or so, and there's a space open on our bench, man, he will really make uh, a big impact there. And I think he can, you know, he can be one of those players like um, the Rockets have where they just developed some players like uh, House. I know he House kind of messed up a little bit, so uh, maybe he's not the best example. But um, I think that he is going to make a huge impact. And if you watch him on the Legends... He is just going to wreak havoc on offensive players. He's going to disrupt offenses and completely ruin uh, teams' offensive game plans just by destroying passing lanes, destroying uh, their ability to get rebounds and offensive rebounds. And he's going to be able to score on the other side of the ball and and really fight to get open and really fight to get um, some buckets on his end. Now, he only averaged like eight points. He averaged actually more rebounds than he did points, but, you know, eight and nine, basically. But, and he can pass a little bit. He's got, a, he's got enough skill set there to where he, he can pass a little bit. So really good all around skill set. Uh, it would have been interesting to see him play uh, for another year at Houston. It would have been nice and it would have been interesting to see how far Houston would have gotten with his leadership and everything like that in a tournament maybe. But I think that, you know, with him on the Mavs, man, we got a steal. We got another steal as an undrafted guy. I, I could not be happier with the um, the haul we got in this offseason. We are going to, if even if all of our defensive players don't play, uh, just the spirit of defense, the, the, the competition that they're going to give our players in practice you know, Luca going up against a bunch of tenacious defenders that are going to be really energetic and, and you know, press him, things like that. It's really going to help players like Luca and, and Tim Hardaway Jr. 
uh, really prepare for other players because they're just going to have a way better defensive uh, team to go up against in practice. So I'm really high on this, guys. If you don't, if you've never been to a Texas Legends game and they are uh, allowing people to play, sometimes maybe at the end of the year when the vaccine's out or something like that. Uh, I would highly suggest you go watch the Texas Legends because not only that, some of our rookies like Josh Green and and Tyrell Terry may get some play with the Legend as well just because of the short uh, offseason and not having a summer league. I think those may, guys may go down there too. So if you have a chance to go to a Legends game, uh, try to see who's on the roster for that week or whatever. And if you can get in there, man, Oh my God, it's going to be fun. You may see me there too. Shout me out. Say what's up if you do see me because it's going to be a really nice time. Uh, I can't wait till they start selling the jerseys. They have the old roster uh, because I'm getting me a a Nate Hinton, uh, Texas Legends jersey, baby. It's about to go down. I'm so excited to watch him play. So um, that's going to be it. I think to overall summarize these two guys is They have really big upside offensively, and they can really uh, make an impact on our team. They have the potential to be championship-level role players. They're not going to be stars. They're not going to be anything like that. But they're going to be rotational guys that you throw in that just win. They'll just have the attitude and the IQ and the motor and the defensive tenacity and the ability to hit open shots uh, to really contribute to championship level basketball. I'm super excited. Guys, if you like this episode, uh, give me a good rating, follow me, all the good stuff. Uh, If you have any questions or you want any more insight on any of these players, uh, tweet me at Kabam Sports. Uh, Follow me on the Locker Room app. Uh, My name is Jesse Matarazzo. Um, I'm on there all the time. You can have a conversation with me there. Uh, And uh, guys, we're we're a week away from preseason basketball, guys. Let's get it, and I'll see you on the next episode.